Well, hello there, and how are we doing this week, guys? You're back again with me, Harvey, Mick, and myself, Paul, for another AEW Mash. This is AEW Mash 21 we're hitting up this week. Talking about AEW on the 26th of October and on the 28th of October. Can't even remember my dates. It's been a long weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Guys, how the hell are you doing? Are you guys as tired and as done in as me after a Halloween weekend? Well, I'm absolutely shattered, but it's he hot today for Halloween. It's just been a long week. <laughs> uh, you were you were doing the old IKEA tool today, weren't you, man? How how did that go? <laughs> I mean, that is that is it, pretty man. much a sporting event. That going to IKEA. Yeah, as a mammoth walk. <laughs> It's ridiculous, always, man. It's like, always think there should be a room where you get to do your stretches and that and do your wee warm-up before you take to the stairs and I the go the tour. Aye, <laughs> absolutely, man. 100% percent you need the it. entrance bit. <laughs> just a bunch of dads doing their... As you come in the door, they just wave you out of the side, right? Your dad, aye. Right, come on, mate, you need this. <laughs> but, you know, it's a guy in a yellow... One of the yellow and blue stripy shirts and a pair of shorts. High knees, gentlemen! <laughs> right, kick your bums now. <laughs> right, now put your arms up and wave like, as if you're getting the missus ever because you know there'll be stuff in there for the kitchen that's no use. <laughs> and you're going to buy it. <laughs> Part of the IKEA routine, man, to come in with some sort of mad utensil that you never thought you would need. You partaking any of the meatballs? Uh, I, I had I had, I had yeah. veggie meatballs. Oh, of course, it would need to be the veggie for you, but still decent, mm -hmm. though, aye? Oh, aye. Ve so veggie meatballs, veggie gravy, and some, some kind of like grain based ragu I can't mind some Swedish word that right. they used I can't think what it was some sort of, some sort of thing with a lot of, a lot of dots above the kind of the vowels and all that kind of thing one of them something like that Harvey how you doing mate you're you the old Covid man aye aye so I've just been <laughs> sitting resting watching the telly been, been chilling well confined actually I've been outside just yeah on walks and shit. Yeah, uh, I think keep, just keep the road society. Aye, nah, aye, obviously. No. Uh, mingling with anybody. But aye. Uh, <coughs> of course no. I think keeping it sitting, safe. Just think just sitting in the house, just aye. There's circulation of COVID you know, and we won't not really gonna help me much. So it's a good thing now with the rules <laughs> changing that you don't need to have to literally confine yourself to your fucking living quarters effectively. Mm -hmm. Like it was Back in the day, like it's it's not as bad now at least. Aye. Aye. Sweet man. Still still Where? crap, but less depressing. Oh aye. aye. <laughs> <laughs> More scenery. <laughs> <laughs> Can't beat it. Good scenery over there anyway. Oh I'm not gonna lie, lads. <laughs> none but chicken, none but your chickens to talk to. <laughs> AK man, you and feral chickens. <laughs> Falling your boot. I am I'm no joking, lads. I am one rough, tired son of a gun, man. It was Halloween weekend up with the kids and that. We were out on Friday in Paisley, which was the busiest place in the world. I'm no joking. I didn't know there was that many people in Paisley. <laughs> so it was like a Halloween fair, man. There was all these big sort of colourful things, but the kids couldn't see any because there was that many there was it was honestly like a busy pub on a on a Friday night or a Saturday night. Everywhere, every street. 
Right. Class though, because you ask the kids, do you enjoy yourself? Like, yeah, yeah, it was amazing. And I'm thinking, that was the shitest night of my life. So, <laughs> fuck it, job done. And then Halloween last night with the kids and, and Ollie, Ollie Lisa's family, man. Wearing a Spider-Man morph suit is cool for 20 minutes. Doing it for a night though, I feel like a hot dog. <laughs> literally, literally feel like a hot dog, man. But hot dog, we got some wrestling to talk to. Segway. Hmm. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. What did we think about AEW Dynamite this week, by the way? I, I'm, I remember texting you through the week immediately in the aftermath of it and saying, probably my favourite first hour of Dynamite this year. I feel like that was a wee bit of hyperbole. It was very good, but I'm keen to think what you guys think. It started very quick and kind of kept the pace up for the first hour. How do we feel? I feel it was good. Aye. On a whole, the whole Dynamite was good, I. <laughs> Um, aye, aye. better than it was a couple of months ago you know when we were just like oh, scratching our heads like what is actually going on here so it kind of looks like getting back on track now which is good wee bit more of a kind of cohesive kind of rhythm to it now aye still the uh, still the odd kind of questionable booking decision and whatnot but well aye like in, ter in terms of sort of overall quality like it's done nothing but get better mm-hmm <laughs> It's, there's definitely been a change uh, as far as the backstage stuff goes with Renee involved. And that was something I loved straight away. Like you your first match with the BCC and Jericho and Garcia and Claudio Castagnoli was that the whole point of that match was let's make this big Swiss person, Swiss Hulk Hogan. <laughs> like, look at how superhuman Claudio is. That was the mm -hmm. whole, that was the objective of the match. And they mm -hmm. did it fantastically. And you go the classic. I mean, I've no, I've no seen the Claudio hot tag for bloody ages, man. Like the, they used to call it the Cesaro hot tag, where he would just mess up everybody in like a burst. Like he would, he would kill about ten folk in two minutes. And obviously he did that to win the match. But the, mm -hmm. the best bit about it was, was the immediate aftermath where they go backstage and it's the BCC talking to Renee. Mm -hmm. and Wheeler Utah getting stuck into Danielson and then Claudio kind of kicking off at the two of them and saying we'll talk about this yep. uh, like adults loved it man <laughs> yeah like adults <laughs> I like like adults we That's will talk said. about this like adults <laughs> I you know it man all, it, it, it was all a wee bit I don't know if one of the nose is the right phrase but it, it was all very kind of basic and simple but it was done well Aye, yeah. aye. It was in terms of the story they were telling and the, 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 the you know, like the, the kind of cohesiveness of running for the, 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 the interview last week into the wee backstage spot, then into, um, when was it? That, I'm trying to think now. Um, so the, the later on they had the, the back where it was Mox, Mox was getting a doing in the ring. Cut and, to uh, and it was it was the BCC's meeting. locker room was the, the room was locked in. Locked. Aye. Aye. Aye, somebody locked it for the outside so that they couldn't go after the meeting. So it was mm -hmm. all it was, was all pretty well planned out. Yeah, it definitely mm -hmm. was. It was it was very well done. Like for the weeks kind of leading up and and through the dynamite. It's, it's they're the two kind of best factions on AEW currently, and I, and I know they've they've been feuding for a very long time, but it suddenly feels a hell of a lot more fresh than it has done mm -hmm. for a while and it's it's simple storytelling just like you say Mick that's kind of mm -hmm. leading into that man 
Yeah. I feel like the... Earlier difference. I, I feel like the Garcia stuff kind of hurts it a wee bit, but it goes to the point where we can see what, what they're going to do with you and Danielson now. Mm. Aye, well, so that can it's, kind it's of... It's almost forgivable, few... but still iffy. What about the Danielson match, by the way, with Guevara? It was pretty decent. Enjoy that. Fucking hell, man. Aye, fucking eh. Guevara more than done his bat. Like, mm -hmm. it was it was Danielson back at his <coughs> best violent kind of style as well. Like, he created seven shades Aye. of shit out of Guevara. Mm -hmm. I feel like Sammy Guevara is a guy who he very, very rarely elevates a match other than adding in some sort of daredevil nonsense you know like some kind of crazy high flying thing jumping off mm -hmm. or something really high but what he always does is rises to the level of the opponent so if you put that's him in, a great way to put it mm -hmm. yeah if you put him in with like a world champ level you know like a really good legend whether it's i'm kind of flung in legend at the wrong point in that sense but whether it's you know <laughs> jericho moxley danielson one of these guys that's really high level fantastic worker Guevara will meet them you know, yeah. as, young, as young as he is in the game, like he will meet them and he will have a great match with them. Mm -hmm. Aye, aye. But you're not going to fling him in with somebody that's no quite ready and expect them to bring them up to that level. Yeah, well, I think that's what you discovered with his kind of TNT uh, title reign, is that he can't erase people, but mm -hmm. he is very capable of hanging yeah. with... Like, that size is a great way to put it, Mac, mm -hmm. is, is, mm -hmm. is that he's somebody who can... He's as good as whoever he's in there with, basically. Aye. I, pretty much I and I that might sound a wee bit backhanded but I want to clarify in saying that to me that shows the potential in him and the talent because the, limit. the mm. ability to lift somebody up like what FTR do like they can have a good match with anybody mm -hmm. but that comes with experience you know what I mean that's no that's no something that's built on talent alone like you have to learn how to put a good match out of somebody that's no putting Aye, that, that obviously takes time and tenure. And mm. I think that's something that's always forgotten with Guevara. Like, he takes a hell of a doing online for all the kind of basement dweller kind of load and all that. Like, mm. <laughs> folk who are, are quick to, to judge and say the most ridiculously over-the-top thing about how... I mean, as, as you know, social media is a fucking e echo chamber for the worst of opinions anyway. But it's... It's very, very critical in Sammy Guevara. And I think it's something you've got to remember that this boy is still just in his mid to late 20s. Like, he's still a very young guy, mm -hmm. despite the fact that he's obviously been on telly a hell of a lot since AEW started. Like, he's he's probably the most heavily featured of the kind of young four pillars as far as mm -hmm. volume of matches goes. Like, on, yeah. on the main TV show, like, obviously, I think Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, has more AEW matches than him, but... I mean, I'm I'm taking a guess here, but I would wager that Sammy Guevara has had more matches on Dynamite than either of them. All of them, like the MJF, Darby Allen. I'd put money on. I'd put money on that. Aye, aye. He's, he's um, trusted. He's trusted. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I think it helps that. Well, I don't. I can't say this with certainty, but I'm assuming based on what I do know, I'm assuming that Jericho's pretty keen on him, and he's obviously he's sort of selected him when they've started the what were they cried crap in a circle originally yeah. in a circle that's the, that's the, I totally wouldn't mind it um, all I could think was 
they were kind of like a biker gang. What was their name? <laughs> they were kind of like a biker gang, but none of them were in bikes. <laughs> it was like a bunch of Sons of Anarchy fanboys, wasn't it, man? Like, we really yeah. like Sons of Anarchy. So I Lock it on your leather. <laughs> I think him, Jericho, Benkino and him, and Cody. Benkino and him. Aye, Cody, loved, aye, Cody loved him. That's kind of... Aye, that's allowed them to to keep involved in a lot of sort of top storylines and stuff over, over the last couple of years. But again, to his credit, no try to call nepotism here. Like he's proved his worth time mm -hmm. and time again, but rising to the occasion. I would, in the I big would say so, mate. Aye. Mm. When he's in there with the best, he's he is on their level quite comfortably. Yep. It's um as something that needs to be remembered is, is that he's a relatively young guy that's uh I mean, you know, you fuck, I remember my 20s, man. I wasn't fully an adult or fully a fucking guy, like, mm. in my 20s. Like, mid-20s especially, Christ. There's, there's still a lot of learning and growing. Mm. Being a day as a guy then. It really is. Mm. Interestingly, you see the um, the tweet by Cody Rhodes at the weekend? There, just at the start of the weekend. I think I, I, think I sent you guys it. He was replying to somebody on Twitter and it was um I did I. It was the day we all this Cody Cody left because of the, the money and no getting yeah. on with the elite and all that. And mm -hmm. he came out and literally clarified that clearer than I think he's ever said it. I didn't mm. leave because of the Bucks Kenny. I'm forever bonded to those men over what we created and I remain very proud of it. I didn't leave because I have any issues with punk. We got along, no money, not booking. And, it, and I, I can't see the rest of the tweet, obviously, on my screenshot, but I think it was, it was literally just because he wanted to be a WWE world champion. Wanted to chase the big one or something. Mm, but I, that, was, I, that was literally the sentence, wanted to chase the big one. And then obviously the Bucks then replied to that tweet sharing the picture. Mm -hmm. um, the United, that's not the United Center, it's the other one that they always go to in Chicago where they did the first ever all in it. They, sh they shared the picture of them on the ramp, mm. the four of them together. Thought that was quite sweet. They shouldn't need to do that, but of course, it's, it's good to see that. Good professionalism right. and that mm. love, man. Actually, right. Own the Bucks. Own the Elite. Yes. How good was that we even yet thing done in the style of the Thanos snap? Mm -hmm. Aye, the, 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 the finger snap, aye. Aye, with it all. It's all the different wee clips of them and they're fading away to dust. Just man, fading out. Tremendous. Mm -hmm. I, 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 it's kind of split people in whether it was loved or whether it was hated. But I, I've got to say, Mac, I, I fall on your kind of side with that. I very much was excited mm -hmm. by it. Oh, I, at least it. it means they're coming back soon. Uh, That's mm -hmm. it. They're not can telling we, you that story because they're getting released. <laughs> it's a cool wee, cool wee way to say, like hang on tight can I hang like we'll be back soon mm -hmm. but at the same time like it, it's so fitting and the type of sort of humour that they have you know what I mean like that's <laughs> the that is their style mm -hmm. oh it totally is aye in jokes uh, in kind of reference mm -hmm. inside baseball as it were aye it's, it's right up there kind of street mm -hmm. aye good I was glad to see yeah. that. that that definitely made me very happy I've got to say because aye me too I've, I've always been a fan of the elite heel or face all three of the elite that's mm -hmm. currently there uh, Omega the Bucks fantastic man mm -hmm. interesting though that uh, the Kingdom have been signed as well now to All Elite Wrestling I am you, do you know who used yet. to be in the Kingdom tell me <gasps> Adam Cole baby oh I actually seen something about that the other day <laughs> Matt David Mike Bennett Adam Cole uh, that was who he was with before he went he uh, double crossed them to go to the Bullet Club 
That's that. So, Doesn't they sound like Adam Cole at all? Nah, that's a shite Adam, Adam Cole impression. Cross I'm what? <laughs> ah, well, I, um, oh, no, I, was, I was just digging out my own impression there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Not sure about them? The, I, I think it's because I've seen them elsewhere. And it's the same gimmick, you know what I mean? It's the, they've no really changed anything to fit in to AEW. They've just, they are who they are, which is good in a sense, you know what I mean? Like, mm. uh, like they would get slated if they went to WWE and come out with different names and whatever else. So that is good. But then at the same time, I'm just kind of looking at them like they're a self, they're sticking out like a self thumb. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's no. They're no AEW wrestlers to me yet, so which mm. is a bit. You know what I mean? That's not a great attitude to have, but you know what I mean. It's, I'm just being honest here. Like that's how I kind of feel mm. when I see them. Ah, that's, really, ah, that's how you've kind of seen them kind of come in. I mean, it's no, it's no filled me with greats that are like, oh yes, I really wanted to see the kingdom. Like, mm. can't I mean, wait to see Maria Canellis. Like, they're a solid heel group. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to fill out. Your, your sort of tag team division again aye if you, you know what I mean if you want another faction that you can rely on for storytelling purposes you know what I mean you, you need somebody to come in and work a short term feud like you can 100% rely on them they're, they're all aye ah, you can count really on them sound. as kind of dependable good wrestlers aye, aye. certainly and um, Canellis is like she she's a good get in terms of the women like she's she she winning awards for being the greatest, you know, female wrestler ever. No, but no, like is she decent on the mic. Hi, she oh, decent in the ring. Hi, you know what I mean? Is she reliable to fling into a TV match? Hi, so, I can't imagine she's bumping too much though. I think she's there just no. as a mouthpiece for the she'll, guys she'll, though. Aye, so she is. very much so I would imagine. But mm. um, aye, I don't know. I, I've got mixed feelings with. They currently have two ex Kingdom members on the roster as well as the current three person. Uh, stable as the kingdom obviously funnily enough the kingdom was founded by Matt Hardy and Adam Cole I didn't what do you believe? know that ah, final battle 2013 a long time ago which is mm. interesting because when you consider the kingdom are kind of in and they're kind of they're just chucked into a feed them to Wardlow kind of thing mm -hmm. there is there is actually grounds there to kind of change it up and and kind of redo a faction kind of Mm -hmm. Rebirth if you wanted to you want depending to on Matt Hardy's situation with his brother not coming back yet Matt Hardy's <coughs> obviously just been kind of sitting doing nothing as well as it were so there is a potential kind of faction build there if you wanted to I don't know if Matt Hardy particularly fits with Adam Cole Mike Bennett and Matt Taven though I think for me I'd no I'm probably no, I wouldn't be the right person to ask for an opinion on this as I explained how I'm kind of feeling about them at this now. Mm. But, <coughs> but um, I think they would probably be a pretty good fit on a newly relaunched Ring of Honor. I can see them Aye. being a top tag team, top faction, and, and a revamped Ring of, Ring of Honor. That could that could probably work very well, you know what I mean? Because it, it'll having teams like that around is going to sit very well with the, the sort of the old school fans that are not quite sure with the new owner and probably a slightly new look and 
having solid teams for days of yesteryear is probably a good thing. Ah, it's not the best. It's not the not the best. No, not the worst. The ideas. <laughs> don't know why I was. <laughs> I have no idea what I was trying to say there. And just, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> ah, it's not the worst. The ideas, Mike. You're, you're mm. bang on there. Like it's a it's a ring of honor kind of staple. So it is the the kingdom and obviously Taven as well. Especially Taven. Mm. Taven's been aye, aye, ring aye, of honor from the very beginning. He's, aye, he's a he's one of the what's the phrase? He held all the belts, right? Oh, he died. he's a Grand Slam champion. Aye, he was, Slam, he, was um, he won the Ring of Honor World title in the Madison Square Garden triple threat with Marty Scurll and fuck who else was it? There was a, I'm sure it was a ladder match triple threat. I can't think who the third person was, but it was Scurll. And I remember everybody thought it was going to be Scurll that won. And obviously right. then it was Steven. And it was like mm. a, a pure quiet, like the, the crowd were like, eh. Uh, <laughs> like that was literally the reaction like everybody going mm, nah. <laughs> like it, it wasn't a greatly popular decision at the time but still a very a very good wrestler in his own right like my Taven um, mm -hmm. tag match Swerving Our Glory versus FTR mm. FTR coming out like your favourite old brothers that you've not seen in God now so how long man <laughs> Good match. Mm -hmm. Finish. Sensible finish, really. Considering we're looking, the way the story's going with um, Swerving Our Glory and the Acclaimed, that's kind of was the only finish they had to do, really, wasn't it? I guess so. Try like hard to go first here, but he's take a drink of water. I saw the horn coming out of the mouth. My legs won't off. No, no, no. Me take a <laughs> Sorry. I am alright with the finish. Like the way it's gone, like I. Um. But I did. I did uh, think it was funny when um, <laughs> they were. Uh, Sitting in the front row, well, kind of on the cage. Oh, the gun club, uh, gun club <laughs> with uh, <laughs> <laughs> the shy mullet and the shy bald cap. I like, I don't know who you're trying to fool, but <laughs> they'd be here. <laughs> Why, no, absolutely not. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> them incognito disguises. Oh, it was a good match as well. Um, which you always find me. I, I thought anyway, it was great. So, um, oh, aye, they can work with anybody, as aye. just as Mick was saying. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I fairly enjoyed it I thought that it was one of the best matches that, that Swerving and Glory's had I thought, oh definitely mm -hmm. thought they did really well I, um, again it's just as you're explaining the thing, with the, the thing with the finish right as much as in terms of the, the bigger picture it made a lot of sense for Swerving and Glory to, to go over and then move on to this kind of culmination of their Nah, programme they claimed just because it's FTR I was like rooting for them and fully expecting them to win so <laughs> the finish did surprise me aye aye I would the ball kick kicking all that so mm -hmm. nah, it was like a kind of chain reaction I think it, was, it wasn't just that they get screwed it had to be they, they were like screwed in multiple ways like yep, yep. Dax is being mm -hmm. held back by the the guns and uh, Cash gets bollock kicked before he gets <laughs> hit with the, the Big Bang catastrophe as well. Yeah, absolutely. Swim, like man. an onion, man. Mm. Ah, it, was a, layers, it was some good stuff, man. Layers to it. Layers. Layers to it. Mm -hmm. Yes. A wrestling onion. 
Mm. Ah, it was awesome, man. I love some of the spots in it, man. It's it's all. It, it must have been quite a fucking shunt getting Keith Lee in there to hit a, a big rig on him as well, man. That is a mm. big boy to mm. hit a big rig on. Fucking yep. hell. I, lo- I do. I, I love Keith Lee. How's about the double jump over? Big man doing the splits <laughs> to get him over the Insane, man. Mm. I can have lost his footing as he landed, though, because there was a wee second where I was like, oh, oh, oh. Is <laughs> that <laughs> 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 it? But of course, being that he has the biggest. Most agile grizzly bear in the world. He just he, he recovered super quick and was mm-hmm. was down for them to run over. Like what a guy, man! Go and love him. It's, it's amazing how good he does. The kind of being the baby face in peril, even in a team that is effectively heel. Like he, he bumps mm. and sells for the other team, even yeah. though he's twice the size of whoever he's in there for. Mm-hmm. And it's all they all it's always done cleverly as well. Like it's not just that he's bumping for weird guys, it's that they're evading his big sort of bruisery style and getting out the road and kind of catching him on the fly mm-hmm. and all that. And like I, it's I always I always love the work that Keith Lee does, man. He has he's going to be up there. He's one a, of my favourites, man. Talent, man. Swerve again, just cementing that dickhead heel perfectly. <laughs> He's going to be getting one of the best heel reactions in the whole company as well. Aye. Aye, he's got monster heat on him, man. Um, mm-hmm. The, uh, what, <laughs> the Rampage is, I think, what, what you're going to ask. What did you think he's weaving vignette thing? On, on Rampage, aye. We, uh, mm. <laughs> we, we daddy ass. Aye. <laughs> I was I wondering what was going on with the players. Getting a wee bit <laughs> questionable. <laughs> 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 so are we going to assume that Daddy Ass is turning up with eight fingers to scissor when it comes to his birthday celebrations? He's, uh, mm-hmm. he's, he's got quite a bit missing, a, either missing a finger or missing some fingernails or something. <laughs> hmm. It's 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 the logical step of the story and it's the really obvious one, but it doesn't make it the wrong one. Like Swerve's still kind of harping on about you won because you interjected yourself into the match, and this mm-hmm. is. This is them now taking out the X factor with which the acclaimed won before so that they can now yeah. go and get their clean win and win the series 2-1 effectively. Mm-hmm. And, it'll, and it'll culminate with Swerve going too far in the cheating side which fucks them over and then the breakup of Swerve and her glory. I, for one, will really miss them as a tag team though. Even though the point of them <coughs> is to get to making Swerve one of the top heels and making Keith Lee back into one of the top faces. Mm-hmm. Mission accomplished. Well, I mission accomplished, but I still love the tag team. Really. Mm. I think, I guess, because I wasn't expecting it. Like, you know, I didn't know, you know, that, that they would work so well. Like, but, uh, <laughs> you know. I wonder if, the, if, if they were a, a surprise to the company. I just how well it went I they, they seem to be like an accidental marvel they just kind of get flung together haphazardly mm-hmm. and like with, with within a couple of weeks they were getting some of the best reactions in the company for a face team they were phenomenal they, they were awesome and they, they, their chemistry together was very good mm-hmm. and then in a really small time frame they went for just getting started to swerve was starting to show some show some heelishness. And mm-hmm. it was almost as if they realised that 
hold on a minute, we can't turn them just yet. We're only something here with this team. <laughs> mm. So they, they end up snowballing into this big story we they claimed. But I don't, I don't think this was, was long-term booking. I think mm-hmm. this was somewhat accidental. They've kind of fell um, into it and just ran with it, which is good. It's good kind of adaptability to, mm-hmm. to do that. Like, Aye. why not? When it's when it's falling in your lap and it is getting over so well, then, ah, you've got to go with it. Like, you've definitely got to go with it. It's funny with AEW in that sense that, and the whole history of the company, and it, I mean, you're now talking three years, three of the tag team championship winning teams have been teams that have been put together inside AEW. Like, mm-hmm. Hangman and Kenny Omega put together just through the, the kind of long-term story of the elite. Frankenstein team, effectively. They acclaimed themselves. I mean, they were mm-hmm. they were two independent boys. Mm-hmm. Yep. Both ex-performance kind of center tryout kind of boys as well at WWE. I mean, you can't imagine a world without the acclaimed in AEW and obviously swerving our glory. Absolutely. Definite success. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably one of your favourite moments ever in the last kind of 12 months RVI. Nice. <laughs> aye. You lost your mind when they won, didn't you? I did, aye. Um, when they won, it was, <laughs> it was brilliant. Um, it was a phenomenal <laughs> match as well, obviously, aye, that was, triple aye, threat where they beat the Bucks. Aye, it was all, oh, it was, it was aye, chef's kiss. <laughs> ah, well, it, it was, was fucking fantastic. It really mm-hmm. was fantastic, man. Excellent. What about Rampage this week anyway? Wardlow, Wardlow's match with Matt Taven. I mean, obviously we've talked about the kingdom already. Mm. What did you make of it? It really was a bit of a kind of slow finish to Rampage. It was mm. a clusterfuck if I've ever seen <laughs> one, no. It was a really like, poor Rampage this week. I like that they're finally doing something with Wardlow. That was good. But it was all a bit like why was there so many different folk and teams factions everything involved (laughs) they seem to really overcomplicate things man I've got more questions than answers which sometimes is a good thing but in this sort of situation I I feel like I should be able to really simply follow what's happening and I'm not quite sure (laughs) (laughs) so is is Powerhouse Homes a part of the are they embassy now is is, is he joined the embassy did they hire them did did they hire him they just did they both just turn happen up? to turn up at the same time? Like <laughs> <laughs> Brian Cage and Hamilton doing the Paul Rudd thing, look at us. Who would have thought? <laughs> <not me>. <laughs> <laughs> and the ring to one of their hodney titles. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. <laughs> it was a bit <laughs> random, I, wasn't it? Like, I just don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I've Orange. got a very, a very uh, strong sort of suspicion that uh, we're going to get Wardjo versus random team number 120, which is going to be yeah. Brian Cage and Powerhouse Hobbs. That, that mm. is a tag match that's going to happen, even though Cage is part of a bloody... Literally um, has his own faction. Faction, mm-hmm. aye. Just which we reasons. don't know if Powerhouse is part of or not. No. <laughs> <laughs> we're not really sure hmm. <laughs> aye it's uh, yeah. it's a shame because I felt the like powerhouse was ready to kind of go but mm-hmm. aye this, this is again the problem with so many belts it's there just isn't enough time 
obviously yeah. Orange Cassidy again appeared out of nowhere to make himself another triple threat match as well which I think is new Orange Cassidy's gimmick is that he just appears out of the floor like just <laughs> zooms up well, the way the way my hand is doing in the webcam that nobody can see just <laughs> ah yeah let's have a match and then he whoop, disappears again obviously uh, that's that's been said for this dynamite coming Orange Cassidy Luchasaurus and Ray Phoenix and on the one hand it's like they're trying to I can see them trying to elevate the status of that belt mm -hmm. aye so they're I just mean, putting what, folk in there that are fun why, why else would you would you put the belt on an Orange if he's not going to have fun matches and lots of folk are going to tune in for it because they love him makes mm. sense the belt starts to mean something kinda and then you put aye. it into somebody that's like a rising star or whatever else cool but at the same time, at some point, they need to switch things up and do a bit of a slow build into something. They need to work a programme. It can't just be week after week. Like, I mean, it's like the... It's, it's his kind of sloth-style version of... <laughs> the TNT Championship an open challenge. Rather than having an open challenge where he go, has to go to the effort, he go into the ring and get in a mic and calling out whoever's in the back for his <laughs> open challenge who's going to take him on this and instead he just like saunters into the middle of whatever arguments happen and just like what match <laughs> alright then let's have a match although this one for me raises a bit of a problem who's losing here well that's the thing <laughs> it surely can't he be Luchasaurus because no. he's just won against Jungle Boy Jack Perry it can't be Ray Phoenix because he's a fucking trios champion and all that man has done since he became a trios champ is, is lose. lose. And mm. can it really be Orange Cassidy? Because he's the bloody champ and this is his second defence. So you're telling me they gave him a championship just to take it off him three weeks later after two defences? I will very confidently refer you to last week's match. They had Preston Vance primed and ready for a push and guess who takes the pinfall? Preston Vance. Mm -hmm. So what's that tell you about Luchasaurus? Mm. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. surely you're not pinning Luchasaurus. I it'll, mean, be some, it'll be nonsense. It'll be a nonsense pin, just like the, the Preston Vance one was. Uh, I'm calling it now. Aye. Unfair in Ray Phoenix, but it'll be Ray Phoenix. <laughs> Aye. Of course. Be Luchasaurus, the damage, and then... Cassidy, Cassidy does, something. does something and then I, mm. them. I, don't, I don't know I mean <laughs> I don't know what the answer is there I don't, I don't know, know what know. the question is either Aye. I don't know what the question is what about the women's match by the way in Dynamite I'm not going to lie I quite enjoy Jamie Hayter and Rio as a match Rio, aye, kind of David versus <laughs> David versus Goliath kind of thing I liked it man. I, was... I thoroughly enjoyed it there was moments that I enjoyed, but overall, I just couldn't get past the fact that <laughs> it, it's just such a mismatch. And I, I, I don't think Rio that. was at her best. She had a couple of moments in there, a couple of spots where, like, she, she her character work is great, right? She's she's a fantastic. Ah, she is facial great with her facial. Ah, yeah. facial expressions are awesome, man. So. She 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 gets she gets me there, but then she does saw him, 
and it, there was a, there was a good few times in that match where I felt like hater was carrying her sometimes literally. Um, <laughs> no, like, not a heavyweight. Like it's just a toy glasses, uh, like, uh, real man. She's I, just, so I, I mean, tiny, I, maybe man. it's lack of activity or something. I don't know, but she just didn't seem to be at her best. But then, even if she was at her best, I just feel like that's such a mismatch, and I've, I really struggle with it. She, mm. I don't see the thing is right. I feel like she's a great. It's a great comparison to like Rey Mysterio versus anybody in the WWE roster, pretty much. Right? Aye, I think aye. If 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 you could say that Rio has no chance, then Rey has never had any chance in any wrestling mm -hmm. match. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, there's going to be a, a suspension, I believe, there obviously, mm -hmm. and, and an appreciation for work rate and the ability to bump more times but, than fucking bouncy ball, which is but, what she does in her matches. There is a big but, right? Rey Mysterio is fast and explosive mm -hmm. and a lot of his I mean right to be fair a lot of times when he does a move and it's very impactful it's a lot of that's down to the selling of the opponent but mm. point remains when it's real she never seems to run fast I don't know what it is but she mm -hmm. never seems to move fast when she hits the ropes nothing happens it's the very gentle don't, don't move she bends run about the ropes <laughs> ropes don't move very gentle um, like uh, aye there's just something missing there for me I just can't buy aye, I, I can see reason. where you're kind of coming for like obviously. I don't mean to be hard on her but aye aye it sucks because um, hater is like so even though she's a heel she's way over Oh, she's crazy mm -hmm. over here. They, they could, in the heartbeat, they could make her face and put the title on her and nobody would care. Well, no, they would care, but like, and I guess oh, they would because they you should have done it. Ages they, they, ago, nobody why? would question it, that's what I mean to say. And mm -hmm. real, like, for reasons, I mean, probably mainly the kind of the character stuff and the fact that she's, she's just a great personality. She's got a great look about her. Mm. She is way over as a face, and like I'll cut that kind of underdog baby face. Aye. So mm -hmm. the two of them in a match together, the new is problematic. Aye, it's hard to choose. It's, it's hard to choose when you've got folk who are both kind of liked. By by the way, one thing I will say about the match, the one point in the match that I was like, "Fucking hell, that's impressive." The spot where Jamie tries to do a backdrop with her. And Rio bounces up and turns it into a code red. Mm. Ah, that and Jamie explodes aye. backwards to take mm -hmm. a brilliant Canadian destroyer back bump. It's aye. you hear it in the crowd like, oh, <coughs> like it, it shoots mm -hmm. folk awake. Like, can you can you remember it, Mick? I remember it very well. Mm. I <laughs> loved it, man. That that for me, I was that just I wanted to put that out there. I had to say it before I fucking forgot it, man. But I, I know what you mean. It's um, she she is off off fucking up soft with the kind of bouncing in the ropes, and obviously that's down to the fact that she is she's fucking tiny. She's a very mm. small person. Um, it's it's one of the things I wish um, when AEW started, the one they're gonna do was cool down. Like if somebody was over, and there's definitely been an element of that with Jamie Hater. Like mm -hmm. the crowd clearly wanted this story of her finally rising up and kind of being sick of her pal can always want to take the spotlight off you right. yep. and taking it for herself and they chickened out that obviously because there must be a 
there's obviously the plan with uh, Soraya and Brit is their kind of marquee mm. match that mm -hmm. they must be leading towards for the pay-per-view now. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yep. It'll, it'll be remain to be seen if what they're going to give us <laughs> instead is better or whether that's then when she turns on Brit to side with Soraya. Obviously, because mm. as you've mentioned before, Mick, there's the kind of personal history where they two girls are, are friends with one another, obviously both from England, so mm -hmm. and so forth. Mm -hmm. Tony Storm and uh, Jamie Hayter up next. So as mm. by the looks of it, obviously that was post-match in the, the women's match. Right. I was, was it confirmed that the that there's... No, that's... Obviously it After looks like it because... Don't know, but obviously Jamie it was, Hayter's... It was all the... Sorry. Giving it the point and all that aye, kind of thing. Aye, aye, all I'm coming belts. for that. Aye. Um, but I don't remember seeing it. Like, confirmed. See that? So they're just working to it then. I had forgot all about that, man. Tony Storm come out. Aye. Mm -hmm. Tony Storm come out post-match. Mm, held the belt up. Um, see, that screams to me that they're, they're taking a backward step and they're going back to... Um, haters going for the belt. And Brett Baker's going to do something that's going to cause hate. They're continuing that. Justify that is aye. They're going to justify is that she's made an asset again for her friend, and then the split happens in full gear. Because it's it's either that, which I mean, I suppose that might work longer term. If I mean, I mean, they might get away with that. Aye, maybe. Um, but why? I mean, he could get away they with it because... Surely can't have hate or lose clean. Surely not. Mm. Mm. Aye, because she has, she's, like you say, Max, she's, she's over as fuck. Mm -hmm. And she is mm -hmm. awesome. Aye. She definitely is. What about, the, I mean, the, we've got one thing we really need to talk about, obviously, being MJF just in a minute, but what about mm. the, just for two minutes, the random bloody Eddie Kingston thing? Aye. Aye. Eddie, I'm genius. Gonna, Holding on to his temper by the skin of his teeth, kind of thing. Mm. You see, I'm happy. Look, I'm, I'm smiling. Fine. I'm smiling. Look, it's ah, ah. nothing wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> really, kind of playing into mm. the kind of the shoot kind of backstage issue uh, and all that. Mm -hmm. I, th I honest, <laughs> honestly thought that was one of the best ever backstage interviews <laughs> in AW. Honestly. It had the kind of it had the kind of mad energy of what is he honestly going to say next? I, I have mm. no idea. Wait, I, I can't wait. To see if he pops up next week. And freaks mm. out at something. Huh? Does it does it Unhinged. turn up and beat the crap out of somebody? Does it do they do another wee interview? Like I, I, I want to get like Eddie's hot taking like a dart match or something. All the while he's like oh, trying to hold in this pent up rage. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah, man. <laughs> right. MJF, we haven't actually spoke about it yet properly at length. The MJF interview and the subsequent finish of Dynamite after the John Moxley versus Pentagon match. By the way, John Moxley and Pentagon, brilliant telly match. Loved it. Aye. I mean, I think I was saying to somebody, um, like, obviously I get the point after, but I mean, what was the point? Because mm. <laughs> you know that MJF and, and Moxley's fighting for the championship and uh, um, thing there. So you know who the winner is. Like straight away, you know what mm. I mean? Ah, I, I get, I get what you're like, saying. Like it's, a, it's a needless match on a, a dynamite, but but then at the aftermath, he kind of like oh, okay, or two. Aye, 
are, are beaten, you know, or two of them are going to be injured. Well, not injured, but less than 100% or whatever. So I kind of get, so, get that part like for the story. But. I remember speaking about this last week and I said The Rock at Survivor Series 1999, I think is what it is, or 98, I think it's 99. Mm. Well, The Rock is just about set to turn face and then he screws everybody and he's the corporate champ. Mm -hmm. That's MGF. Mm. I'm now completely convinced that that is MGF here. <laughs> How, it's, it's, his, it's his line with the, um, oh, what's his line about the devil? What's the greatest trick the devil ever pulled? Mm. Mm -hmm. It's to make you believe he doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And that is, that is what he's, he's that determined to be champion that he will literally pay somebody to kick the shit out of him. It is that much an obsession that it now doesn't matter about his own safety. Mm -hmm. It's fine. So telling Stokely to send his boys down to batter him is all right. Hence why he's taking, I mean, the pump kick he took for Ethan Page, fucking hell, I genuinely thought he had him. Like, <laughs> I thought he cracked him for real. And then the giant choke slam from uh, W. Morrissey as well. Yeah. Brilliant ending to Dynamite. What about the what about the actual and promo the though? By the way, we we Rene, I through the table, mate. I mm. and through the the Japanese table that AEW hired <laughs> through the forbidden door. He <laughs> broke the Japanese table that never breaks for anybody. <clears throat> the amount of times that somebody's been they've attempted to put somebody through that and it just holds just, firm. <laughs> but nah, MJF it fucking <clears throat> exploded. <clears throat> Morrissey drilled his ass, but. What the the promo with Rene Paquette? What do we think about? It? Um, so, so this was a very was overly, I very overly baby faced, sort of playing the crowd. No, mm -hmm. quite oh. like I remember. I right. kind of post um, all out. There was like the almost sickly sort of baby face promo, and then he went back to just his usual self very mm -hmm. quickly. Mm -hmm. This was actually like a genuine babyface kind of promo this time. I felt. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know. Can it caught me oh, off guard after pop. last week? Hmm? Genuine eye, genuine as genuine a good one. I know like. mm -hmm. He maintained a lot of his kind of posh, upper class cheekiness. Aye, he kind of kept his kind of, he's kind of wet in there with his mm -hmm. wee digs and all that. Aye. He's but then obviously... Boy. Mm. Apologising kind of backhandedly and all that as well. Like, mm -hmm. I, I thought it was it for a minute. I couldn't remember what you were talking about. I was like, Rennie's back. So I was like, oh, talk about MJF. <laughs> <laughs> so I did like it. And then when he's talking about, um, <clears throat> he's on that day, well, I can't remember what day it is, but anyway, um, I, I'm not fighting Regal or Moxley or whoever. Like, I'm fighting every scumbag who said I wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know? And, I. <laughs> then he was like, I'm going to take the chip and, and shove it, shove it down the throats and become AEW champion. <laughs> like, I, like I liked it, man. I did, I did like it. It's interesting. Here's a question. Uh in fact, you go first and then I'll ask my question, Mick. When you go. I just got to say, I hadn't even considered that they could go the route of it was all the work. Mm. We, you know, the firm 
doing them in. Fun. Mm-hmm. Right. So you, oh, so you you didn't get that when you were watching at the time. I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't think we were getting like full blown face turn, but I thought this confirmed that that was the direction they were going. Shorter term, See, there, rather there, than there are delay. two theories though, Mick. There are certainly two theories at play here. There is there is the one that you think, which I mean, Brian Brian Alvarez at WrestlingObserver.com has been talking about it all week. Is why not take the chance on making him a face mm-hmm. and seeing how it goes? I feel like that's where we're at. Eh? Like that, I mean, that, I, that's what I did. No, no, because I hadn't, I hadn't even crossed my mind. So now I'm, no, I'm wondering, but. <laughs> Because like that's, that's what I keep going back to is his line, the, the the CM Punk line that he used, the what, what's the greatest trick the devil ever pulled. Mm-hmm. It still ties into how he started his original feud with CM Punk and what he says that he is just like what CM Punk was. See, that he's the devil. The, the problem I've got, the main, or the main problem I've got with it is that my thought in how this played out was... That's a shame because with the firm, because mm. as much as it was a wee bit clunky how it was formed, it seems Aye. like something really interesting. And to go to this sort of turning their back on Max because he's no who they thought he was or whatever, it felt like that's rushed. Mm-hmm. But then if Aye, they go together. to, if they go to, or oh, it was all work, and then it goes back to how it was then it's going to feel a bit, I don't know, a bit, it's going to cheapen it for me somehow. Aye, it's, it's interesting. Like some some folk will love it because it's it's kind of harkening back on The Rock. Mm. And and that is that is who, I swear, he's, he's Young Rock to me. Like folks say Young Roddy Piper, I say Young Rock, man, honestly. Mm. Oh, that reminds it's me just, of a thing about Mox. Remind me to talk about Mox. And Jim right. Ross. All right, I, I, I think I know exactly what you're talking about. It's it's been it's a, it's definitely got potential to be either very epic or very disappointing, but still, kind of something you can appreciate why they've done what they've done. William Regal this week as well, by the way. Obviously, after last week's kind of promo battle, has worked his balls off in putting all the kind of detail in behind. Mm-hmm. Ladies gentlemen, villain podcast this week. MGF was the topic. Right. AW Unrestricted podcast. Who was on it? William Regal. Mm-hmm. And talking about MGF, like, go to love the detail they're putting in. It's, yep. it's some of the best minds in that storyline, certainly. So, fingers crossed, whatever they're doing is awesome. Mm. Mm-hmm. On that kind of subject, we did, but mm. supposedly for the last few months, Chris Jericho has been very heavily involved. With uh, helping Tony Khan with booking and writing. Mm. Mm. And I wonder if that's why things have simplified all of a sudden. Possibly. Because certainly, certainly since All Out, the storytelling has been a lot more simple. Well, there, mm. there has definitely been a change mm-hmm. from post All Out to now. And pre all out, like where it was, there was a lot of shit going on every week. Like it was, yep. it was so loud with storylines and insider stuff, and like, and it's kind of it's definitely been drawn back a bit more in the kind of last six or seven weeks. Mm-hmm. 
So you wonder if that's to do with it. Probably know the worst of things, by the way. I, I think I think Chris Jericho. You just let him do whatever he wants in AEW. I think he's been a brilliant hire. Like aye, from day one, aye. he's he's made it his mission mm-hmm. to make this work. Yeah. You need there needs to be somebody there to keep him honest because he could d- disappear up his own ass at times. He, mm. he, <laughs> he loves to go deep into characters to his own detriment at times, but <laughs> he is very creative and um aye. <laughs> He knows a lot about that business, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's, he's, he's a ah, genius. Going to, be, mm. going to be a great voice and a great person to kind of lean on backstage, any man. Yeah. What was what was the JR thing about Moxley? Quickly before we go, because I'm curious. We're running out of time here. As always. Oh, please allow me to just very discreetly clear my throat. Let me clear my throat. No, 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 no. Go for it. <coughs> oh no, go my game. Okay. <laughs> This <laughs> cough is kicking my ass, man. Um, ah, it's kicking the shit out of you, man. It's, it's doing a number on you, mate. So, watching Dynamite this week, right? I've th- all right, so I've thought this before watching Mox, that there was sort of wee things here and there that were sort of similarities to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yep. Mm-hmm. But usually it's just the wee odd thing, right? The wee mannerism or a move or whatever. Just a wee thing. But mm-hmm. watching Dynamite this week, it occurred to me that Mox has, over the last few months, transformed into, like, the... How do I say AEW's version of Stone Cold? But, like, almost like the next... Iteration of Stone Cold is a bit of an evolution. Now I'm not saying that he's he is or will be as good or as successful or blah de blah in comparison to Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. But just in terms of that style, like he is AEW's Stone Cold at this point. He's this generation's Stone Cold. You know what I mean? Aye, he's, he's a different take on it. Sir. Aye. Um, so that I thought that watching Dynamite this week it occurred to me. Um, and, and I wanted to kind of get your take on it. But, it was here yesterday the day before, I saw a tweet for JR. No, in fact, no, it wasn't a tweet, it was an excerpt. It was a tweet, but right, the okay. tweet was quoting an excerpt for an interview. So apparently, right. JR had a very similar thought watching Dynamite this week. Right. And okay. he tweeted something out. I don't have it to hand because I forgot about it until just a few minutes ago. Um, but he tweeted out um, something along the lines of like uh, Mox was reminding him he's stone cold this week or whatever else blah blah I don't, I don't know how he phrased it exactly but basically he was giving a compliment saying that Mox was like stone cold that's all he meant with but then f- apparently he got a lot of hate a lot of people digging in for saying that Oh, digging them out for aye for, for basically the usual like, shit, aye. aye like stone Tribalism. basically going on like you know stone colds the one true god how dare you say that Mox is anything like him kind of thing aye aye standard and then so basically then JR went on in this interview that he'd done uh, I believe it was on a podcast but I'm not 100% sure um, probably be his grilling JR podcast I bet aye I don't think it was I mean it could have been but I don't think it, it, I think he was guesting aye. on something 
sorry, he went on to explain like what he actually meant. And all he meant was like he meant it as a compliment, and he just meant that there was a lot of similarities in mocks and his style and in his game that remind him of Stone Cold. And he was saying that Stone Cold's his all-time favourite uh, wrestler, and um, that he purely meant it as a compliment and one of the highest compliments he could pay because of how he feels about Stone Cold. But folk just aye, totally took it the wrong way. Aye, just the standard. And by the way, for, for my money, JR is not wrong. Hmm. The, the the difference between Moxley and Stone Cold is that Stone Cold was a walking catchphrase fucking machine. Like, mm-hmm. he was he was really good at saying something that was instantly quobble. Obviously, Austin 316 says, I just whooped your ass. Give me a hell yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Like, I drink a beer. I drink another beer. I think as Moxley's been on over the past kind of, certainly since he became free of WWE, mm-hmm. and WWE at the time as, as Dean Ambrose, there wasn't any room for a wrestler to be creative and to yep. try kind of make himself in that kind of mould. But mm-hmm. since he's came to AEW, he's, you can clearly see that Jonathan Good, John Moxley, is also a very big Stone Cold fan. And without sort of cosplaying him, he's... I wouldn't say he's cosplaying him. There is definitely a lot of Stone Cold Steve Austin and how the character Jonathan, uh, John Moxley is. Like, he, he's he's kind of trying to go down that road of kind of saying things that are instantly quotable. He's not quite on Stone Cold's level of it, but he certainly captures a hell of a lot of the energy. Like, the kind of, just the fucking rugged energy that Stone Cold has. He's kind of mm-hmm. brawling style as well is... 100% Stone Cold Steve Austin before mm-hmm. the neck injury. Aye. Like, he can brawl, but he can all, by fucking, he also wrestle. Like, obviously, yep. Stone Cold changed after his neck injury, and it was solely brawling and a stunner is all you got to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I can appreciate that. It's a very good comparison for me. So, basically, JR literally, all he tweeted was John Moxley, <coughs> Austin esque. Ah, and he's right and then and he's right so he was you know responding to criticism about it and stuff like part he's saying like um, it's like <coughs> sorry <coughs> <coughs> he's like I thought it was a compliment to Moxley and it was a compliment I meant his game reminds me of Austin at times Am I saying that he's going to be better or greater than Austin? I don't know that anybody will ever be as great as Stone Cold when he was at his peak. He's still my favourite guy. I just thought there was pieces of Mox's game surrounding his aggression and tenacity that reminds me of Steve. Didn't even so, read what JR said. Yeah, dancing. <laughs> <laughs> We've came to the same sort of thought process. Mm-hmm. I would say, one thing I would say is if I was to say a sentence about it, John Moxley is one good catchphrase away from exploding the way Steve Austin did. Mm. That's all he's missing is that one epic sentence that you can just associate John Moxley with. Like Austin 316. It's funny. Immortalised him. It's funny to me that that's where your minds went and that's your perspective on it. Because to me, in my realisation of this watching Dynamite before coming across the JR thing, it was it was all about moveset and um, sort of mannerisms, physicality, 
the way he approaches mm. the match, the way he comes through the crowd, the the way he stomps about awkwardly. Like, Aye. It just, it reminds me of the old school matches. I mean, mostly post-injury, mm -hmm. but the old school matches where Austin would roll out, you know, crowd going crazy like for the entrance Aye. music. He rolls out, beats the shit out of somebody, and then strolls off again. Then mm. does he where he goes. Aye. It's that sort of thing. It's nothing today with like promo side, catchphrase, Aye. marketability, none of that. Like it's all mm. about the attitude and the approach, the brutality mm. and all that side of things. Oh, and on that side, on that side, they are very, very similar, Mick. Oh, oh, oh I'm kind of putting to potatoes. Is is maybe more towards what JR saying is could he be as good as Stone Cold mm. in the eyes of wrestling fans ten years from now? Mm. And I, and I and I think yes, if if there's that one wee, it's just that one wee tiny thing that turns him from a wrestling star into an actual fucking star, like a star yeah. star, like mm -hmm. like you showed up if you showed like a, a picture of Stone Cold's face to. Any like just a like hundred random folk, they're probably gonna know who it is. Mm -hmm. If you did it with Most if you did it with John Moxley, wrestling fans are gonna know who he is. Mm -hmm. That that's that's kind of where I was where I was getting. But no, mm -hmm. I, I agree with what you're saying, Mick. I do agree with what you're saying. Is that the way they wrestle, the way they do their shit and get out it's all kind of very macho and sort of name essing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ferrin shoots shoot, shoot way by the way he's a, he's an evolutioner Austin like mm. Aye. Austin had some issues with drinking in his past and didn't deal with them very well unfortunately and that that caused him a lot of stress in his life Moxley had issues with his drinking sought help talked about it got it out there dealt mm -hmm. with him like it's a it's a good example for kind of men like like men men you know what I mean mm -hmm. that it's alright to struggle like mm -hmm. yep. that's a great legacy to leave and that's and that's no knocking Austin's legacy obviously like everybody goes through their troubles right. and that and everybody everybody has bad times but the fact that Moxley very similar kind of guy and very manly guy could hold his horns up and say I need to get help I'm no doing great mm -hmm. and he gets help and he does great and mm -hmm. fucking hell he's since he's been back he's, he's him between him and Jericho and Danielson strong damn shooters man Carrying that company. Aye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, lads, anything to add before we head out this week again? <sighs> what do you think about um, Malachi, Malachi Black's um, oh, wee thing on Instagram? He's a good so point. Aye. It, was, it also, made also me genuinely happy. Oh, three of them were oh. Off work, well, huh? I said it was the House of Black. Oh, I, I all the them were in it. All four of them were tweeting it. Julia was in it. Brody was in it. Aye, all of them were in it. Brody was in it as well, aren't they? Oh, they all tweeted different versions of the wee, the wee video. Oh, oh. So, the boss, so the boss shared it. The, the full house has mm. shared it. Good no. man. Thank God. Oh. So wait, so each one of them had a that's different the version I of the same, pretty much. That's cool. I only seen one of I did not know. They'll have shot like a five, ten minute thing and then they've took oh, in some excerpts, you know, to, to, to mm -hmm. make different clips. So there's the, the main clip that Malachi's one was and then there was like cut down versions that each of the, mm -hmm. the other members then shared. Right. Mm. That was like kind of more focused on their parts of it. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I know. That's, uh, it's genuinely happy to see it, Harvey. It's what mm-hmm. I am. I'm happy. I to hope see that it, means man. that he's he's on his way back mm-hmm. and he's he's returning soon. Aye, that's what I was uh, hoping it was meaning. <laughs> aye, my, my, my aye. thinking on it is like I, I I hope that whatever the issues were, be it mental health or not, whatever the issues were, I hope they're fully dealt with. Okay. Well, as much mm-hmm. as they can be, depending on what they were. Aye, um, to the point where it's no like comes back, builds a great program with whatever faction for three months and then request and then time off again mm-hmm. aye you know what I mean aye hopefully hopefully everyone's alright Mick I, I share that sentiment hopefully aye, hopefully all four are, are up for it and ready to go because there's a lot of love for them there's a lot mm-hmm. of love for them so lads as much as I would love to stay and chat about any old random stuff we have other podcasts this week coming up as well obviously we had an MMA mash. We also have Harvey. What we got this week as well? <laughs> Moto mash. <laughs> Moto mash. Mexican Grand Prix. God yeah, damn buddy. it. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Home of Checo and all that kind of carry on. Should be a cracker. Mac, obviously MMA mash coming as well. Ladies and gents, if you like your MMA kind of stuff, by Christ, are we going to talk about it as well? But for now, if you could just leave us the midweek mash tatty sportcast team. <gasps> Five stars, baby! Boom! Thank you very much. We would honestly be forever in your debt and we would love you guys. But a tiny wee indie podcast. We love doing this just for the fun of it. If you guys are loving it, you rate us high. If you're no, that's okay, man. But for now, I'm going to get myself the hell out of here along with the boys, okay? See you later. Have a good week. Bye-bye, driver. See you later, guys. Bye-bye. Ciao.